Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Key, I heard you tried out for the NHL since it's uh, back on ESPN. Is this true? Yes, I did. They had me try out in the middle of the night the other night. I didn't tell anybody, though. I just figured, hey, why not? You know, maybe I'll go out and throw the first puck out or something one day or whatever. <laughs> or is it drop the puck? Which one is it? Throw the puck out? What do you think? <laughs> That's a puck toss. Yeah, That's toss. Funny, drop the puck. Key, Jay, and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. 24 players. Coaches on the COVID list for your New Orleans Saints. It's yesterday. A couple of players were added to it. Deontay Harris, practice squad defensive tackle Malcolm Roach. Gerald Hawkins, practice squad cornerback Kavari Russell. Special teams coordinator Darren Rizzi joins the ever-growing list, apparently, of the players that are not going to be available today. Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon, Malcolm Jenkins, Demario Davis, Ryan Ramchek, Caden Ellis, Carl Granderson, James Carpenter, Jordan Mills, safety Jeff Heath, defensive tackle Christian Ringo, defensive end Jalen Holmes, tight ends Adam Troutman, Jawan Johnson, JT Gray, and also Dwayne Washington, join Harris, Roach, Hawkins, Russell, and of course, Quan Alexander. Larry Holder covers your New Orleans Saints, among other things, for the Athletics. Sir, good afternoon to you. How are you doing? <laughs> Hey, look, I'm not on that list, so that's a good thing, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, at this rate, uh, it seems like uh, I'm just waiting for next week when the rest of the team catch it, and then you're, you're having to just uh, uh, mix and match. But, yeah, like, obviously tonight is going to be a challenge. But just one way or the other, I feel like we've mentioned that the Saints have had to undergo some challenges the entire season, and it's yeah. been one thing, one issue uh, after another. Uh, and it's, I mean, we've run kind of a gauntlet of issues so far. And look, there's, and they still got a couple weeks left of, of the rest of the season. Yeah, literally nothing would surprise me anymore, to be honest with you, when it comes to the Saints here. Um, so let's kind of go through a, a handful of the issues here. First off, that Saints Panthers game's gotten moved from noon to 325. Carolina's put six players as of today on their COVID list or something to keep an eye on. Let, let's go with the. the for starters, getting ready for this week. Sean was able to get back to the facility on Friday. We played some of his sound bites on him prepping and getting into it. Um, I guess if there's a staff or a coach that is as ready as any, it's probably him. Right. And they've had to juggle this. I mean, obviously other teams have had to juggle this. And uh, Sean Payton, if there's anyone who can handle kind of some disruption, I think it would be him. But, yeah, getting him back is certainly going to be – uh, a big deal, given that you're going to be rolling with a rookie quarterback. I think it, it, even though the team was better that you were faced last week, at least they were uh, 
you know, still able to roll with the, the quarterback that they had uh, and not uh, a new face making his first start in the NFL. So I think uh, the fact that Dennis Allen kind of held down the fort last week uh, and you still had Taysom Hill playing, and mm-hmm. at least you had that. Like this week, if, if you didn't have Sean Payton and you were just riding with Ian Book and not having kind of the, uh, you know, the preparation and the togetherness on game day, I think uh, it would be an even taller task. So you mentioned Ian Book a little bit here, and look, you're familiar with a lot of people over there at the facility, and we touched on a lot going into last year's draft. Is it this guy? Is it that guy? You're like, I don't think they like this guy at quarterback and things of that nature. What was it that they did like about Ian Book? Because what did stand out to me the very few times we got to see him in training camp or in preseason games, his mannerisms, body language sure didn't scream you know, wet behind the ears, rookie sort of thing. He, he sort of looked at the approach and things that it was almost eerie to, to you know, to Drew-like in, in mannerisms. I'm not saying he's Drew, but, you know, he didn't seem like, you know, he didn't fumble snaps. You, you know what I'm getting at? Like, you could see that with maybe some of the other guys that they've had at that position. What do you think that that building feels about him? Well, A, they value him enough that they're not – never going to touch the practice squad because he would have been plucked already uh you know someone would have taken him by now actually someone would have taken him at the very beginning of the season because teams were really clamoring for ian book in that mid-round range and the saints were just fortunate enough to go get him and i think it's basically the things that you were just talking about uh that it doesn't seem too big you know it's not like he played for western michigan i mean he was a starter for years and years and very good one at Notre Dame like they're not playing cupcakes and so uh, I think that's part of it uh, and just he's a winner and I, I think gosh you know you, when you went on training camp uh, we're we're comparing him always to someone like Garrett Grayson uh, you know you're thinking okay is this the is this going to be a bust pick because that's the you know you took him in the third round in 2015 and uh, Ian Book looked better than Grayson ever did in a Saints uniform and you saw that basically on the first day you, you saw him so I think that's that's a, a big deal that the Saints certainly value with what he's saying and I, I could tell you just uh, I'm working on a story uh, in, in terms of you know who's going to be the quarterback in 2022 and one right. of the people I talked with about it uh, earlier this week and I'm still going to track down some other people but I talked with Lewis Riddick who's a going to be on the call tonight on Monday Night Football. Okay. And I can tell you, he's really jacked up to see how Ian Book plays. And he knows he doesn't have kind of a full deck, which is obvious. Uh, but when you have that, uh, like, he's ready to see how well he can play uh, because he knows Sean Payton can coach him up. And, and, and one thing that I do value about Lewis Riddick and some of those guys over there, especially like him, though, it's it's a legit sort of thing that you that you see. Like I I've been asking our question of the day. Speak with Larry Holder, the Athletic. What are you looking for tonight? And look, it's a tall task. It's it's why, and I'll get to it in a quick second. Breeze and Philip Rivers probably laughed when they got their phone call. I mean, who am I playing with again? Who am I tackles? What? Well, yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna hang out this weekend. But I want to see certain things that you see in guys like Burrow and other these other guys. Pocket presence awareness. And some of the throws that Burrow threw yesterday, it's literally two steps to his left, sets himself, comes calm, throws a crossing route. Like, 
those things translate to, hey, there might be something there, right, Larry? So, like, when we look tonight, are there some traits there? Look, he's going to have some moments of him running around like a chicken with its head cut off and things of that nature. But Or do we see poise? Do we see something like Heineke when he filled in last year for Washington where, hey, maybe there is something to this guy. Is that what? Is that how you, we have to look at his performance tonight? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's hard to say. Uh, you know, if uh, he's making his first start. I mean, and that's, to me, uh, when you and you don't have your full complement, you know, you're having a patchwork offensive line and such. Uh, you know, look, I expect that he. it's not going to be too big, but there's no doubt that Brian Flores, you know, their head coach, they're going to be sending the house after him, especially uh, given the uh, the health or lack thereof of the offensive line. And so, uh, so I, I think it's. Uh, I don't know what to expect. I'll be really. I'll be honest with you. You know, I'm sure he'll make some throws where you're like, okay, this is why the Saints were high on him, and then he's probably going to have some rookie mistakes. And I'm just curious to see, uh, you know, how much he may. Uh, audible at the line, you know, you know, how much can he go off script? You know, I think that's, uh, you know, we, we've talked about how Jameis Winston, you know, it, it's not like they open the playbook entirely for him, uh, but I'm sure it's probably, right. uh, it, it's probably, it was probably wider for Jameis Winston than it probably will be tonight for Ian Clark. You do have, thankfully, uh, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. There were starts this year with Trevor and Taysom. Well, you didn't have those two backs. We know we, I like to play a lot of different things. Graf says doctor, weatherman, even offensive coordinator, though, Larry, I like to play. I'm using them in the backfield. I'm trying to make Miami today with that good defense decide one way, shape, or form. I'm using their excitement to come get me and get some sacks with misdirection. You know, fake tossing left, rolling right. We saw the Packers with Aaron Rodgers do that against a Saints pass rush the last couple of times they played, especially here in the Dome last year. So, I'm faking the Camara going right, tossing to Ingram. I, 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 I'd like to see maybe some plays where I have Ingram and Camara alongside Ian Book. You were going to run the wing T or what? Would, would, I, well, I mean, you know, little, little, little run pass option, dude. You got, you got to figure it out. <laughs> Who do I want? Well, uh, there's no doubt they're going to try to run the football. I mean, that's the moral of the story. I mean, that's, that's the way it's not like that game plan is going to change any. Uh, it hasn't changed any throughout the season. It's not changing tonight, uh, where they want to run the football. Now your quarterback, uh, it, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a, some design runs, maybe with books, some RPO stuff. Maybe not as, hey, let's just uh, straight up just run like Taysom. But I think they'll probably mix and match some of that in there, uh, and I think he's capable of doing that. But uh, I think Miami knows that it's going to be Alvin Kamara one way or the other all over the map and they're going to try to put the football in his hands. And so, uh, and, and look, you mentioned Ingram. I'm trying to think of the weapons that they have. Who would you trust behind Kamara? It's probably Ingram in any uh, form or fashion, unless you just want to heave it up to Callaway. Um, and that, hey, at least that worked early against Tampa. So, uh, but yeah, I think that uh, if it, the Saints are going to have to run the football and run it well. And, uh, you know, I think that's, uh, that's no secret. And Miami knows that's going to be coming. And if they can stop the run, then they're going to try to tee off on book and send blitzes and, and, and things like that. All right. We did get a win last week in Tampa. The Saints did where we saw a team literally have what? Just three with Jeff Duncan tweeted three plays that gained more than nine yards. That's it. Three. 
That said, you had an all-time defensive performance. I think, you know, Malcolm Jenkins, not that that's not a bad loss, but not having your two starting linebackers with athleticism and playmaking, that kills you. The middle of the field is what two and the Dolphins like to use in their passing game. So no DeMario Davis and Quan Alexander. That's leadership. That's playmaking. That's a ton to overcome. At least Cam and Davenport are kind of going to be there and on Yamada. But get, I, I guess this is, is it's simple right on the defensive end. Can Bond and Werner do enough to keep their defense active enough and, and to be able to make plays, you think? I wouldn't under undersell the loss of Jenkins either. I mean, he keeps that secondary uh, communication there. Like, he's the, the guy. I mean, you're, that's the thing. You've lost Pro Bowl uh, caliber players uh, in their careers at both your linebacker spots and at your strong safety. You basically can play linebacker and keep things going. So you're losing a big sort of uh, sense of communication there. And I think that's – and that they play well. I mean, so that's uh, – <laughs> You're going to need to get pressure on Tua Tagovailoa. And that actually, if you're a Saints fan, pay attention to the Miami offensive line. They are very porous. They're one of the they, – they allow pressure on Tua a ton. So if you got Cam Jordan coming back and you at least have Marcus Davenport, your top two defensive ends, you know, you don't have Granderson, but you still have on Yamada, that is going to be the key for the Saints to win. And you're going to miss uh, DeMario as a blitzer. Maybe they'll use Bond in that situation. Maybe Warner a little bit there. But, but I mean, the key is if the Saints can create some havoc pressure-wise on Tua, that is, that is huge. And that is something where I think the Saints, they have the edge. Their defensive front, even through all of this, is better than the, mm-hmm. the Dolphins' mm-hmm. offensive line. So that is a huge piece that the Saints have to take advantage of. And then you still got Lattimore. You still, you know, still got a Debo. You still, you know, so you can, they're going to try to go to Jalen Waddell, use Devontae Parker. So look, if you can kind of trust your corners, CJ Gardner Johnson, if you could kind of cut, trust your corners, you'll be, uh, this would be a huge key to a win. I never thought I'd say this. But and this is even with all of those years of Thomas Morrison. But but Gillikin could almost be a weapon in in situations like this, right? Where you don't get the first down. But if he can it's hit the Dolphins, like in any situation, he's been like a great punter. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I mean, like if you consistently make two of the Dolphins at the very least go eighty plus yards to get points, um, that helps, I guess, your defense. I mean, you get what I'm getting at. Like I, I he, I think that's what I'm saying. As crazy as it sounds. I think it can be a weapon tonight. Got to be, uh, because you, you, you assume that the Saints offense is not going to be super crisp, and they need him to be as good as he's been all season. That's, look, that's been uh, he. There's a reason why you know he's making like you know special teams player of the week and things like that. Uh, you know he's he's been really 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 good. So you, this is going to be to me. You want to keep it a low scoring game. Uh, and that's going to be huge field position. Pin them inside the ten, inside the five. I mean, we've seen them do that a ton this year. And so he, you know, because as you know, it's probably going to be a struggle on third down uh, for the Saints. So uh, you're going to need him to keep you in games. There's no doubt about that, Gus. All right. Any shot tonight? What What, what do you think happens? Tonight? I think they do have a shot. Yes. I'm not. Look, I'm not going to discount them from. Uh, you know, if they were full strength, I'm picking them to win. Okay, but you know, I, I think that uh, that the Saints, I 
Look, it's not like Miami's been playing well, one six in a row, but still, they're flawed. There's no doubt. If, I'm telling you, if, if Davenport, Anyamata, and Cam Jordan, if they can go through that offensive line, uh, this game, the Saints might escape with a win. I mean, I'm not going to discount that. I don't. Like, I think Miami wins in a close one, but I still think that the Saints. I mean, there's a reason why there's still, you know, even though the line has moved, not like the Dolphins are like a ten point favorite. I mean, right. they're, they've okay. gone to being a three point favorite. So I think the Saints definitely have a shot at this game, regardless of uh, everything that happens. At Larry Holder is the way to follow you over on Twitter. So, of course, The Athletic to read all of these stories and columns coming up here as well. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, what you came up with with um, about Ian Book here. So, um, looking oh, forward to it. story of the night. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Book for you, for sure. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. All right, guys. See you, bud. All right. When we come back, Marlon's favorite will probably gloat about the Cowboys. It's incredible on ESPN. Dak and the boys can't win. They won last night against a bad Washington team. Now, all of a sudden, they're Super Bowl favorites. Marlon will also touch on the Saints. When we come back, it's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Teaming up to create a healthier community, Coastal Broadcasting and Thibodeau Regional Medical Center present Health Watch. One injury that is sure to interrupt participation in athletic activity is injury to the anterior cruciate ligament. This is commonly known as an ACL tear. The ACL is considered the athletic ligament of the knee. It functions to resist anterior tibial translation and rotational loads. Both contact and non-contact ACL injuries occur. Although non-contact, tears and ruptures are most common. A cut and plant movement is the typical mechanism that causes an ACL tear, that being a sudden change in direction or speed with the foot firmly planted. Rapid deceleration moments, including those that involve planting the affected leg to cut and change direction, have also been linked to ACL injuries, as well as landing from a jump, pivoting, twisting, and direct impact to the front of the tibia. Female athletes are more susceptible to ACL injuries due to biomechanical factors. So coaches of female athletes especially should incorporate ACL prevention exercises into workout routines. Prevention programs should be started in the off-season, well before the playing season begins. Always warm up before playing. It is important to get blood circulating to the muscles before starting a game or practice. Being flexible enough to move freely can help you maintain ideal form. Include stretches for your thighs, calves, and hips, and pay particular attention to any areas that are especially tight. Develop body awareness through strengthening the hips, core, and thighs. A variety of squats and lunges are a couple of exercises that can build strength. Using proper technique is crucial. Develop body awareness through balance. Many injuries occur when an athlete is off balance. Like anything, balance gets better with practice. Begin with sturdy surfaces and advance to uneven footing. Run to a line or cone. Plant your outside foot without letting your knee collapse inward to change direction. Move in patterns that take you front to back, side to side, and diagonally. Start by running slowly so you can concentrate on good position. Always jump, land, stop, and move with your knees directly over your feet. Begin by jumping straight upward several times. Spring up, then land with your feet and knees pointing straight ahead. Careful not to let your knees buckle inward. Let your knees bend softly each time you land. Practice proper landing technique until it becomes second nature. 
Keep your knees bent, your chest high, your glutes back, and land softly. Remember, quality workouts are the key to keeping you safely in the game. Adequate sleep, rest days, and alternating hard workouts with easier workouts are all important strategies to help reduce your risk of injury and make you a strong, powerful athlete. If you have questions about injury prevention strategies, please contact us at the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional at 985-493-4502-493-4502 or www.thibodeau.com, www.thibodeau.com. Health Watch is a presentation of Coastal Broadcasting in Thibodeau Regional Medical Center. For more information on the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional, call 985-493-4502 or visit Thibodeau.com. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Sports Hangover. 800-998-1003 coming up in about 9, 10 minutes. I'll open up the phone lines and I want you guys to give me keys. Uh, I'll take some scores here as well. What are you realistically paying attention to tonight into the game? Love to hear from you. And uh, and play offensive and defensive coordinator. We'll have Marlon Fave right now do the same as well. At Big Fave 504 is the way to follow on Twitter. Inside the trenches of the podcast, national champ, the Tigers. What's up, sir? How are you? Well, happy holidays, Gus. All is well, brother. Hello, somebody. I know. Hard to believe, my friend. Um, I will be talking to you right before New Year's Eve here at the end of the week. And then we'll have a, a whole new year. But in the meantime, man, obviously it's all the way around you. I'm just refreshing my Twitter timeline. There's a line down Causeway and Cleary through vets of COVID testing. It's all over the city right now, man. And obviously it's affected the Saints. Uh, and I know we've talked about in the past about the next man up mentality, but you know, that's injury. You can sort of see that, but is, is COVID almost like in a game where an injury takes place where you don't know, you don't expect it to happen, but all of a sudden here's what you're faced with and, and, and now you're up. Yeah. COVID is a, is a, is a different uh, feel in, in that case. Gus, I was just talking uh, to my wife earlier about like, if I was playing right now, like if I was in the NFL right now, I would act the roster check because nine out of ten chances, one of the starters would have caught COVID, and, and I would finally get some PT and be activated off the practice squad. And, and that's what we're experiencing right now um, with, with the COVID. Because think about it like this. If someone is coming in off of the street, like if you're getting a free agent in off of the street, mm-hmm. he has to go through the full protocol, right? He has to get, you know, full physical, obviously pass the COVID test. But if you have an opportunity to just pull someone off the practice squad or, you know, someone that, that, that's on the active roster that's clean, that, that'll get more playing time, it's, it's really like the gift and the curse from that perspective for the players. Um, you know, you look, you look at across the, the same defensive line, you know, taking inside the trenches for, for a second. Uh, Carl Granison, he's out. You know, this, this is, that's one of those guys who's not a starter, right? He's not Cam Jordan. But he gets a lot of playing time, and he's a, and he plays a huge role. So it's it's just, I guess to, to sum it up in, in simple words, it's just a weird, it's just a weird deal. Marlon, I, and I think when when we're talking about next man up here as well, too. Look, you were one of those players that was trying to make practice squads, make rosters here when you got into the league and left LSU. 
And, you know, I might have some fun with like I force lamp and other names that I'm reading that's available for the Saints players because they have to bring up practice squad players to to participate. But you've said this. This is your opportunity. This is your chance. And you, you probably know in a lot of instances and areas, like Ian Book, this, you're playing one game, right? I mean, for the most part, when these players come back from COVID, they're going to resume their roles and things of that nature. But this might be your one opportunity, one chance. And I was impressed listening to Ian Book in that, look, I, I've been ready. I, I, I as, as ready as you can be. He's like, you have to prep like you're going to play every weekend. He sounds mature about that, but Marlon, that's easier said than done, huh? Take me to what it was like for you every week getting ready because you didn't know if you legitimately was going to play that week. You, you, you really don't, Gus. So in your mind, you have to really approach the week as if you're going to get some playing time. I can remember coming into the league as a rookie and to, uh, coming on with the Carolina Panthers, they told me I was going to be a supporting defensive tackle, second, a second string guy. The very first day of practice, the first play of inside run, Big Maki Kimo tears his ACL. Mm-hmm. Out for the year. Right there. Coach says, Fave right, you're in. <laughs> of course, my heart dropped my stomach, right? Because I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Julius Pepper, it's his first day of practice, first day with the new staff and everything because he signed a franchise tag. So he, this is his first day, period. Like, he had the whole summer off. Yeah, hey, man, what we do play. Uh, I, you got contained. And I'm like, whoa, I'm a rookie. <laughs> but it was, to your point, it wasn't expected, right? I didn't think I was going to get in with the first group. And that's right. the cool addition guys are going through. And it's a beautiful thing because, you know, if you're a guy on the, like, let's, let's take a guy like Arthur Millette. He's starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. This is a guy who played for the Saints. He bounced, bounced around a true journeyman, wasn't drafted out of Memphis. He's the man out in Pittsburgh right now. It was cool to hear Arthur Millette tackling Darrell Williams. I'm like, whoa, those two West Bank guys. But it just goes to show you that he has more opportunity than I had back then because of COVID. Because you're as a team, you're forced to bring up guys on the practice squad. They know the plays. They're already in the building. So it just makes sense. And it's a golden opportunity, Gus, on that same subject, a golden opportunity for the Ian Books of the world to put something spectacular on tape, you know, Matthew Castle, he did it when Tom Brady got hurt, you know, and that got him paid. So it's an opportunity for right. him and all, you know, guys in that situation. That's a good point. It's probably one of the greatest examples of next man up in the history of the NFL was Tom Brady. No doubt about it, uh, taking the spot for Bledsoe. Uh, Marlon Favorites at ESPN uh, New Orleans, the way to tweet at us. And I'm asking Marlon, how do you look at a game like this and, and what are you looking at? We just kind of touched on one of those aspects. This is an opportunity for guys like Ian Book and other guys to put something on tape in an NFL game, NFL action and speed. How do you handle the week of prep? How do you handle taking a game plan and then going out there and putting it, uh, you know, on performance? That said, Let's take it inside the trenches from both sides. Let's say you're the Saints offensive line here and you're going to face them. What do you think they are going to try to do to keep Ian Book as comfortable as possible and you're the defensive, you know, tackle there? I think they're going to, we may see a two back situation, um, in short yard passing and short pass yardage situation to, to add a little more max protection. Um, we may see a little bit of sliding, you know, a little bit of, you know, 30 uh, protection. We may see a, a little bit of 60 protection.
protection. It just really depends on um, how they're going to do it. I think we're going to see a lot of if you if you're someone and it's crazy that we do have a lot of Notre Dame fans down here and a lot of Cowboys fans. Yeah. But we'll get to that another time. Hello, somebody. But, but what I will say, you you then go back and you run the plays that he ran comfortable at Notre Dame. So I think we may right. see a little bit of option. We may see a little bit of play action rollout. Just plays that he's accustomed to being successful with, and right. that'll actually bring two sparks to this offense. I, I said this to Larry, and I like to play offensive coordinator every now and then here on the show, Marlon. I, I'm going to use the eagerness, and, and I go back to a team that, again, has a ton of talent and has a really good quarterback. And I saw the Packers do that a lot to the Saints pass rush last year, where you'd see Aaron Rodgers show the ball or even fake a toss left, roll right, quick toss to somebody cutting, you know, from right to left. Um or from left to right, rather, in the direction he's rolling. That's what I would do. I, I would also put Kamara and Ingram, to your point, with the two backs, I'd put them side by side. Which way am I going to go at Hutt? Am I going left? Am I going right? Once I start going left or right, am I keeping it? Or is Mark Ingram or is Alvin Kamara having it? Or am I keeping it? So I, I'm, I'm trying to get Marlon right to think. Does that make sense? Like, I, I need you on the defensive rather than, you know, licking your chops. I'm about to pad my sack total here. Yeah, precisely, Gus. You you want to – this is a perfect opportunity. I'm telling you, this this is a sneaky game for the Saints to get a, a really decent win at home. And, I look, yeah, I know Miami's facing the same thing that we're facing, but, I mean, they have more active players than we do that's not on the COVID list, if I'm not mistaken. But here's an opportunity to run some plays that they didn't see. Now, I do know – Coach Brian, Brian Flores, he was my coach at uh, the Patriots, my defensive uh, uh, control guy there. And also he was my, uh, you know, I talked to him on the red carpet a few years ago at the Super Bowl. So I know he's a defensive mind and what he thinks. So they, they for sure popped open at Notre Dame State and watched a lot of it this week uh, just, to, just to look at potential flaw of uh, potential holes. But, but you, you do blitz them. You, you, you try to throw them off, off guard. You try to put him in a situation um you know, to, to where he's uncomfortable. But for the Saints, is a perfect opportunity to run some plays uh, that 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 hadn't been put on film before, and that worked uh, for you in book. So when you look at obviously from the defensive end here, you're, you're expecting, I'm sure, you're going to be sitting in those team meetings, going, okay, you know, I'm sure Dennis Allen, your position group coach, is going, hey guys, we're going we're gonna to need another performance like Tampa, even though that's hard to do, especially with missing Quan Alexander, Demario Davis, but Anyamana. Davenport, Jordan should be on the line. So you're on that D line, Marlon. You got to affect the game, right? You got to get to Tua. You got to make some plays. I'm trying to strip probably every time. Got to create turnovers, short fields. I'm trying to be as aggressive. I think I think maybe as I can to try to turn the tide around. Don't you think? Hey, you you definitely want to play aggressive, um, almost a passive aggressive, and that's really on both sides of the ball. I mean, well, aggressive defense is playing but you know offensively for the Saints um I, I would run the ball more uh, I think Elvin Kamara is going to be big on the outside run um and, and then you got Mark Ingram for the pound game in the middle um but but also a confidence booster for the for the Saints offensive line an area that's just getting trampled on right now in the, in the media right everybody oh, the Saints offensive line is struggling and oh they're missing this starter that starter you know, if I'm a guy that, that's coming off the practice squad, I have the aggressive mentality or a guy that wouldn't be getting playing time had we 
had healthier Saints, this is a perfect opportunity with a with a this is a perfect opportunity for college guys that turn pro to show, hey, we're here and we're making noise. So aggressive is definitely the right word for that one. All right, Marlon, wrap it up. What do you think we see tonight? Give me a score. Hopefully the score will look like it did last night with the Cowboys. You know, this <laughs> big win. So hopefully we'll be Oh, okay. There you go. Marlon Favorite, as always, man. Appreciate the time, sir. I will talk again with you at the end of the week. Sounds like a winner, baby. Let's get that winner, not who that dirt there he is, Mr. Hello Somebody himself, Big Fay 504, Inside the Trenches, the podcast. Final 28 minutes of the show is open to you. We'll go over some of your responses already on Twitter. And, of course, you can call. Say hi to buddy. 800-998-1003 is the way to call in. This is Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Once I went to hear them play at a club outside of town. I was so surprised. I was hypnotized by the sound of cats put Happy holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year, and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all-new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside, but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa, or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh, but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Dell's New Year event is here with up to $200 off on laptops with Intel Core processors. Check out the precision-crafted Dell XPS laptop with all the performance you need to unleash your creativity. Or game without limits with powerful Alienware PCs engineered for the ultimate gaming experience. Kick off 2022 by scoring incredible savings on accessories like webcams, monitors, gaming headsets, and more. Plus, free shipping on everything. Just call 800-BUY-DELL. That's 800-BUY-DELL. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good, really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it out. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. One performance a day. Well, let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Another team has withdrawn from a bowl game due to COVID. It's Boise State's withdrawing from the Arizona Bowl. Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated, saying in the MAC, as he says, must now release Central Michigan from its bowl obligation that is to play Washington State in the Sun Bowl. Everybody's sort of scrambling to make sense of it all try to get some teams into some bowl games here as well matt lafleur 26 seconds to go 
says Packers have at least three to four more cases of COVID-19 and that those names will be released later this afternoon. The virus is still impacting the team significantly. Again, they played yesterday. <laughs> the Colts had played, had players put on the list today. Panthers, the Saints' next opponent. That game now 325 on Sunday. League flexed it to the afternoon game. They, as of this morning, put six players on the COVID list. They all played yesterday. That's why you heard kind of Cam Jordan last week kind of be like, I, I could have played, but wasn't allowed to. It's interesting. All these teams that are this morning <laughs> now putting players on there, they did not test on game day? Or are we not doing that? Because I'm, I, I, I look. If the Saints did this morning, it's probably going to go up for yesterday, right? So we will see if it affects any other teams here this this afternoon and going into the rest of this week. I have no doubt, right? You, you definitely will see that. But uh, as we mentioned, not only Boise State, Miami bowed out of their bowl obligation or um, commitment because of COVID as well, A&M's done it, a handful of other teams, Virginia has done it here as well. So a lot of teams being impacted. Again, this is just everywhere. NBA, you name it. NBA, NFL, NHL put a pause during the season here as well. Head coach Sean Payne earlier this weekend, back on Friday, was asked about the postponement possibilities. I mean, I, I, I'm sure there's some threshold for every game. Um, I, and I don't know what that is. Um, and that's one of those things that, you know, we can't, we can't focus on or concern ourselves with. The, the key for us is, is the preparation right now of our players that are here. And again, that is one of the things that you hear a lot from Saints fans on social media. Even when we got some calls today, why, why wouldn't you do that? The, the league hates the Saints. We saw three games last week be postponed and suspended. Again, said this a couple of times during the show, for Sean, it was seven days. And again, that's when they announced the, the statement on Friday morning. It was seven days. So it's anywhere between seven and ten, depending on the protocol. And that's just if you're vaccinated and all that other stuff. Well, for a guy like Kwan Alexander who got put on there over the weekend, that's not within seven days. You're hoping he's available for Carolina because it was late in the week. Taysom Hill, what was it, Wednesday, Thursday? I think it was Thursday. So that so at early single practice will be Thursday, Friday, right? Or Wednesday, depending on what day of week it is. So maybe you have him for Carolina. So it actually wouldn't benefit the Saints. And again, all you can move it to is Tuesday or Wednesday. Thursday is the new work week. So you can't play this Thursday. You play the Panthers on Sunday. The more you move it down the line, the shorter your time of recovery is for the Panthers. And that is a bigger game. The Falcons is a bigger game. It just is what it is today. Go out there. See if you can pull one out of a hat. 
There's probably other phrases I could have used there, but this is a kid's show. My, my point is, it's just, it is what it is, man. I don't want, I mean, this is a Monday night game, not a Sunday game. Pushing it to maybe Monday, maybe, to, but what is it going to do? Again, this isn't cases of people tested last Monday or Tuesday. Most of the Saints starters and key players tested positive Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Seven days is not going to be enough for them. Because we're inside of seven days. So that's why Sean's like, look, he's, he's not even worried about it. He was asked Friday how he was feeling. Yes. Yeah, so I'm seven days removed. Um, today's Friday, so my positive test was last week, Friday morning. Um, and then, you know, it's either 10 days to get back in or you test back back in. And there's a count that they're comfortable with. And But I'm feeling good, yes. As for him trying to get this team ready to go, it's a simple philosophy. Yeah, I mean, I just finished telling him, you know, if you're out here, you're preparing to play because it's ever-changing, and we've seen it um, change yesterday. It changed again today, and I'm sure um, it'll change again before we play. Um, and it's the, you know, the uniqueness uh, of this season. Um, and yet, you know, we got to get ready and, and, and be prepared uh, if you're in. I, I think... I think just as importantly is the kicking game because there's always that attrition. You know, players that were specialists now moving into roles maybe more on offense and defense. How are we handling that? Um, all of those things will be important. One of the aspects, of course, is is how are you getting ready because they, they closed the facility, right? There was no practice. Everything was virtual. Yeah, look, we have the video set up here. Um, I was able to watch video at home. Our coaches are planning here. We've had some virtual meetings. We virtual virtually met today. Um, we did get a, a little bit of a walkthrough practice in today. Um, you know, you're just you're adjusting and and uh, and doing it. You know, on the fly. Um, one of the things he was asked about on Friday here as well is just getting back to the facility, back to work. You can do a lot of those things virtually, but at the end of the day, you still have that old desk. Honestly, there are days where I'm at home with video and Pete's running the meetings here, and I'm just maybe not even tuned in where I'm just looking for things that I think will contribute. But, you know, Pete offensively uh, and our staff offensively have, have done a great job. Um you know, it's good to get back here today in the building. First off, clean off your desk because I don't care whatever any of us do. Whenever you're gone for a week, there always seems to be more stuff that you got to get off your desk and uh, and then get to the schedule uh, for today and 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 kind of get up to speed. Also, being out here and, and seeing it. Now it's interesting you hear Sean Payton say that on some days. To be honest, he says he's kind of focusing on one or two little key elements of it. And, and it shows the trust factor in, in Pete Carmichael. Go ahead and run the meetings. You, you know what we need to do and all that. So, again, sort of what we touched on yesterday or, or last week. Felt like yesterday. Um, if if there was a staff that could handle Sean Payton not being there, you see why. He, he's already sort of delegated or been comfortable with, look, I, I'm going to go find the secrets to victory over here. Go ahead and run uh, the old regular meeting. I'm going to go watch some film to try to find some some tidbits Speaking of, Neil, on Twitter at ESPN Radio NOLA, Saints 18, Dolphins 14. The key to victory is a secret. If I tell you, then I don't have to kill you. But Neil is picking the Saints 18 to 14. Kenny on Twitter, 
1913 Saints. A lot of confidence out there. And again, I look, you heard Larry said, I, I'm giving him a shot, giving him a chance. I can't not. Jeffrey said the key is just to survive to play next Sunday. Already without some players, hopefully you don't suffer too many injuries in the game. You're always going to get banged up, no doubt about it. The Bima saying that last night in the in a Sunday night game, they said the Saints went out. They're in it no matter what Philly or San Francisco does. I'm assuming you mean win out as in winning this one, winning the next three. My point I was saying is if you lose this one, you're going to need some help. You can't control yourself if you lose tonight. Um, I do agree with you that I do think that I've seen that as well. The Saints win the next three. They're in. Gotta, gotta find a way to somehow get this one though. You hear the music? I got a segment left. Still some quick minutes if you want to come in. Just give me a score. Just call me up. Give me a score. And, uh, in your confidence level. Saints. Dolphins coming up at 715. So sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Get holiday-ready at Calvin Braxton Ford and see their impressive selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, SUVs, and crossovers. Get 0% for 60 months and 1.9% for 72 months on select models. Calvin Braxton Ford is now offering gas-only oil changes for $39.95, up to 5 quarts. Stop on in at Calvin Braxton Ford's year-end sales event, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Happy Holidays! For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with a focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985 446 3333. Three, three. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Come on, citizen! What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone! We want you to be on the show. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. 800-998-1003. The way to chime into the conversation. Still got a few minutes if you want to chime in real quick and say hi to Buddy. Just give me a score or give me a reason why you think the Saints can actually win. Um... Again, I am watching this game as well as one of our questions of the day is, how are you watching it? What do you want to see out of it? I I do. I I want to see how Sean Payton, his game plan is for Ian Book. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram there as well. Look, you still have your receivers for whatever it's worth. Scott Prather was on the show this morning over there. ESPN Lafayette, he joins us on Wednesdays. He said, you know, it's unbelievable. You know the one position group that hadn't caught COVID? Go ahead. Make your jokes. The receiving group, they can't catch anything. It's true. It's true. It's, it's true. Mm. Um, here's what Peyton had to say about the game plan for Ian Book and how he's going about it. I think it. there's certain things that 
that he does outside the pocket very well. I think there's certain things. I think he gets rid of the ball well. I think he's accurate when he throws it. Um, you know, I think he can move and escape. That's something that you saw on his college tape, and, and we've seen uh, a little here. Um, I don't think you, you turn and, and put a completely different game plan together. I think you, you try to look at the things that he knows and and feels really comfortable with. And and as this week progresses, and I, I say that because we still have a lot of time before we play Monday, you know, we get down to the, the, the things that we've seen him do and, and the things that he feels comfortable with and, and then also the other moving parts offensively with personnel. Dennis, thank you for giving us a call, sir. What you got? I got a high school, 38, 14 Saints. Oh, my God. All right, Dennis, I'm writing you down. 38, 14. Give me, the, give me one reason why you think the Saints can put up that many points. The young boy, the young boy from Notre Dame, I'm going to show you how to too. Okay. You know All right. And Sean Payton, he's a coach. You know what I'm saying? He know how to work with the quarterback he has. And you just heard that press conference, you just played that little clip. You know what I'm saying? He could see what he could do and what he can't do. And that defense, even a lot of about 11 players not going to be there, makes man up mentality and they're going to just dominate. Blackout, baby. Eat fish. <laughs> there it is. Going, going fishing. Yeah, Sean Payton uh, tweeted that earlier this morning. Going fishing, asking for everybody to get loud from the huddle to the snap of the ball. Sean Payton says uh, into the whistle, he he wants that dome rocking. He wants all the help he can get. It is a blackout. Dennis, thank you for reminding everybody. The Saints are asking if you're going to the game tonight to wear black and to be there for Keep the opener. If you're not going to the game, wear blackout. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got gray on right now. I got an ESPN gray shirt, but I got a, I got a black one at home. I'll, I'll wear it on the couch for you, Dennis. That's what I would do. <laughs> I love it. All right, I got you yeah, jotted down, sir. One, you too, man. You too. Thank you for calling. 3814. Dennis says, Say! Hand book on getting the shot tonight. Every day, just taking it day by day. We're getting all, obviously getting closer to Monday night, but I'm not going to play with my mind and say, you know, maybe they come back in time. I'm, I'm starting at this point. I'm playing. I plan on playing, and we'll, we'll kind of there. Um, that's what I got to do this whole entire week to get ready. You can't just flip that switch on, you know. Monday morning trying to get ready. It doesn't work like that, especially at the quarterback position. That's what I've learned, and that's what I've learned, you know, talking with all these other quarterbacks this year. You know, I talked to Trevor with it when he was playing. You know, you got to take it the whole week seriously because you never know. And, um, you know, I was the fourth quarterback on the list. You wouldn't expect things to happen like this. But with COVID, you never know. So just taking it and uh, trying to get a routine has been tough because you can't get into the building. But every day I'm just getting up early and I'm studying. You know, I'm, I'm learning as much as I can. Um, definitely like on pen and paper. It, was, it felt really good just to get out here today to walk through it. I needed these reps, and I told the coaches I need these walkthrough reps. and um, it, it was awesome. I need to see it and picture it. and uh, It's coming through. It's going to be a good week, and I'm excited. It's an unbelievable opportunity is what it is. I, I like the confidence, and obviously you hear him reference that he talked to Trevor about that. He said there's a lot of people that give him them support, and he said, look, when you think of Trevor Simeon, when he came in, right, Jameis got hurt. Trevor's in. He didn't look bad. Now, again, he's been a vet. He's played. He started. He has that experience, but he didn't. He definitely looked like he was ready. So I find that interesting that that's already been passed along to him. Hey, you don't know. And obviously, you look at this scenario, you never think that it would happen, but it is. Uh, let's go to Marrero. Sifo, 
Is that your name, sir? What's going on? Hey, uh, Cecil, hey, Gus, what's going on, man? Real what's quick, up, man? Um, first of all, I had the pleasure of working with both your mother and father at Whitney Bank, first-class individuals. So awesome, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate on. it. Yeah, don't, don't tell your dad for obvious reasons. Um, I think the Saints, uh, Saints 2014, I see a reprise of the John Swarcade 89 game against the Eagles. We have a scrappy, undersized quarterback come in, make some plays, and get us a victory. Okay. 2014 Saints. I got you, man. Thank you so much, bud. Appreciate it. Okay, man. Yeah, man. Thank you for the kind words. Um, I guess I should give you a score. I, I wish I had the confidence in this. I, I think this is a team that's going to try to fight. I said 50 yards or more rushing, I think, by Ian Book. And I think he does throw a touchdown pass. I think it absolutely helps you have Kamara and Ingram. You find a way to to try to change the field position a bit. You're going to be relying on your D-line. You still have two good corners, right? You still have some good corners. Chauncey, Adebo, Lattimore. I know they got Waddle, but you still have some good cornerback play. I know Jenkins, as Larry said, a very good communicator, gets everybody going in that direction. Hey, Marcus Williams, here's your shot right here. Look, you do have enough players that have played together that I think that can help. To me, the key is Werner. Werner and Vaughn, can you make some plays? Can, can you make some tackles? Can you can you at the very least just limit yards after catch if Tua decides to scramble, things of that nature? Um, I could see something like, you know, 17, 13, something of that. Age. I think the Saints get some points. Look, they got a pretty decent kicker. They got a nice punter. And I, I think it, it's it's what you hear Sean Payton and coaches say all the time, turnovers. If Ian Book can limit the what you saw with Washington yesterday, first play of the game, bomb, interception, second drive, Demarcus Lawrence jumps, intercepts a pass, pick six. You're down 14 nothing in the first quarter. If Ian Book doesn't do that, the further you get into the game and Miami's in dominating, the more belief that team's going to have to win. So I wouldn't be surprised. Why not? I like the 16-13 score. be interesting to see that as well. Let's see what happens tonight. I'll be back tomorrow, though, to take care of the post-game reaction. And, of course, you can call in and be a part of the show. As always, appreciate everyone chiming in. And I will see you tomorrow. Matt Muscona, after further reviews, up next on ESPN New Orleans. Yeah.